from Relevant Magazine. It's the Relevant Podcast. But if you want to come back. It's the week of September 16th, 2011, and this is The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios, the very lovely and sick Maya Strang. Hi, I'm, how you doing? I'm recovering from sickness, and you're getting the sickness. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> to her left, Josh Lewin Loveless. Hey, people. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. And our illustrious producer on the ones and twos, Chad Michael Snavely. Hello, friends. Uh, so yesterday... John Acuff tweeted. Okay. Wait, he did? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the end of my Never story. Never saw that one coming. I, I, okay. He tweeted, I wish I was a DJ so I could use the phrase ones and twos more. And several people replied to him, then you should just be on the relevant podcast. Bingo. Because Cameron says it every time. Right. Bingo. I'm keeping it real, folks. He knows. Right. And the thing is, is John has been on our podcast before. I don't think we said anything about ones and twos yeah. with him. No, but I that's think a, that's, that's a real shame. That's probably what prompted it. He was probably listening, as he does every week. Mm-hmm. Right. Reminiscing <laughs> about re- the good old times. He writes in a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he just listens to his episode. <laughs> over and over. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, he's probably thinking, man, that's the greatest thing I've ever done. <laughs> he, uh, there's a, They actually have a new podcast there at Dave Ramsey headquarters where he works. Uh-huh. Uh, it's Entra Leadership. That's mm-hmm. the that's the his I, new book. Yeah, it's, it's his book. new book on true leadership. So Thanks. they have a podcast, and uh, and John was on the first episode uh, interviewing um, a guy who spoke at TED, like okay. some business leader. Yeah. And so you know, I think he realized in the interview what we do not that easy. Yeah. yeah. Did he start <laughs> off the podcast with "It's the week of"? <laughs> not the interview segment. Oh, okay. I'm here with the Ted <laughs> guy, businessman. Have you ever person. seen Ted? Here's a guy with me today from that. Yeah. <laughs> On the ones and twos, a guy from Ted. Um, anyway, um, we have a great podcast coming up today. Uh, coming up later, the Kooks. It's a band. Yeah. Not actual crazy Oops. people from, from the street. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we also interview Tara Russell of Create Common Good. Uh, so that's coming up later. Stay tuned. Up first, your entertainment releases. Music coming out on Tuesday, September 20th. Tori Amos with Night... <laughs> what? <laughs> Maya just started laughing. Why? Really? Tori just Amos. Just at the mention of Tori Amos. <laughs> yeah. Do you know how it many... does seem like there's been like a plethora of... I'm sorry, of am, I, am I with a bunch of Tori Amos fans? No. <laughs> yeah. I apologize. I think what's funny is we have a lot of... I'll just say it. Some terrible artist music releases that we you know we'll talk we like about. the spotlight yeah like and which one of our listeners is buying the Tori Amos album right but of all like the ones Maya's never immediately <laughs> laughed at yeah. any of them yeah. but Sorry. Tori Amos yeah, Savage Garden Counting Crows nothing yeah. Yeah. Tori Amos yeah. guffaw Anthrax <laughs> released worship music last yeah, I week know. you didn't talk about it yeah, yeah makes sense to me <laughs> <laughs> Uh, her album is called Night of Hunters. That sounds terrifying, actually. <laughs> I was going to say, that's actually a really awesome album name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a metal record. It's metal. Uh, Need to Breathe is coming out with The Reckoning. Clap Your Hands, Say Yeah. With, yeah. with Hysterical. <laughs> Wasn't an instruction, yeah. Maya. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hysterical. Uh, Kasabian with uh, Velociraptor, exclamation point. Another awesome album name. <laughs> Can I just yeah. say, Kasabian, you know, they've recorded other albums very, very much aided by marijuana, and they decided that they weren't going to record this album with any marijuana. Wait, and. some people go analog and, yeah. or digital. They, they <laughs> went clean. They went Artists are like sober. Yeah. yeah. They heard sober. our our samurai uh, slice last week. Right. Like, we, we want no piece of that. Right. I don't, I don't want to I don't want to promote anything, but this album really sucks. <laughs> uh, well said, Chad. Well said. Uh, Lisa Hannigan coming out with Passenger. Uh, Katie Herzig, The Waking Sleep. The Waking Sleep uh, somehow thematically linked to the Night of Hunters. And, uh, and Velociraptor. And Velociraptor. Exclamation point. Clap your hands and say, yeah. Uh, yeah. Ver- Veronica Falls with Veronica Falls. Oh, that's sad. Uh, Gunger <laughs> with Ghosts Upon the Earth. This is a great album. It is a great album. Another terrifying title. Yeah, it is. It's like yeah. rats. Like like Jesse has dreams about rats. Yeah. 
Oh, the, uh, well, rat, rats are the most terrifying thing in the world to me. Right. Oh, I didn't like, know I would rather be in in some sort of a queer, like fear factor covered in spiders, cobras, and scorpions than be in a room with one rat. That fleshy <laughs> tail. No. <laughs> Ghosts upon the earth. That, I mean, it's terrifying. I, I know, you know, we know Gunger. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, we've had this album for quite a while. We really like it a lot. Didn't know that was the name. I wonder. I wonder why. Really? I wonder why it's ghosts. There's a the story earth. there, and I know we're gonna I we're gonna have so. Michael on the podcast here in a few weeks. Okay, and he, he'll, we'll we'll ask him. Okay. He bought a house a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Some strange things started happening that night. Yeah, he thought it was ghosts. It turned out to just be one rat. Uh, yeah. in, the, in the in the walls. The ghost hunters fan. Let me. I don't mean to have a spoiler uh, for the for the album, but Bruce Willis is dead the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I love making that joke. I make it all the time for stuff. Anytime, like a mo- like someone's watching a Bruce Willis movie, I, I go up to him and go, "Hey, just spoiler. He's dead the whole time." Does anybody has, has anybody actually gotten mad? Like. Like they hadn't seen the movie you're talking about? No, no, I'm pretty sure at this point, um, you know, I, I I don't think I'm ruining The Sixth Sense for. for that was a many. really good movie when it came out. Still is. Really the Sixth good. Sense? Oh yeah, yeah, it was awesome. It was well. It's it, only good once. Yeah, I was gonna say once you know, it's not no, as good. No, then you watch it again and you realize how they did that. How well want, they yeah, did how it. How well they did it. How you didn't even realize. I'm just wondering who buys that DVD as if they're gonna be surprised again and again. Like movie night. Who honey? buys any M Night Shyamalan? DVD? We have it. We do oh, not. Yes, do we? Yeah, no, no, no. But th- you can That's forgive we- us for that because it was the blockbuster, like blockbuster. ten for twenty dollars thing. I mean, it was years and you just ago. go through and you pick before, up stuff like, oh, that was okay. Before Netflix and all these fun, easy ways to get. But movies. you keep it on your shelf. Yeah, it's somewhere. It's upstairs or something. Well, like, let's say you have a, 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 a someone staying with you, and they're like, "I'm going to watch a movie. I haven't seen this before." And then you go, "Oh, watch it. It's really good." By the way, he's dead the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of movies, uh, movies coming out on Friday, September 23rd. Moneyball with Brad Pitt. I'm so excited. About Seymour that does look really good. So yeah. I read the book, and the book is one of the best, uh, like, nonfiction books that I've I've ever read. So does the movie end before this whole thing like falls apart and ultimately doesn't work? Uh, no. Because isn't that what happened? I mean, in real life, in the last decade, is, they've, they've abandoned Billy, this. Billy, Billy, being the general manager of the Oakland Athletics, changed the way people looked at statistics in Major League Baseball. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. They have a they have a, a geek fest at MIT for NBA stat right. analysis and stuff. It, it's it's hit the NBA too. Right. E- even though it was, it, it never. I mean, it improved the team temporarily. I think like the GMs of like teams like the Rays like highly incorporated that into their. You know, because they're a relatively small market team that's competitive every year, every year doing a similar statistical method. Yeah. Yeah. Advanced metrics and stuff. I mean, and basketball, really, uh, like the GM Daryl Morey of the Houston Rockets is Mm. big on that. Yeah. He'll make trades that make no sense on because he'll trade away Mm -hmm. a big name and bring in this young kid, young kid, young kid, and they blow up. Yeah. You know, he's the Midas touch. Also coming out, the unfortunately named, but looks awesome, Killer Elite. With Jason Statham, Clive Owen, and Robert De Niro, it looks good. It's just a really dumb name at the end. I want to see Jason Statham in a, in a rom com. Also, also coming out, Dolphin Tale, starring Morgan Freeman, no. Harry Connick Jr., and Ashley Judd. It looks amazing. No, <laughs> cannot wait. Based on a true story. True. I'm and sorry well, if you're it's in, actually Free Willy Three. If you're in the yeah. ocean and you chop off the tail of a dolphin, that's dinner in some countries. Mm-hmm. You know? This one actually. <laughs> well, you don't buy one. prosthetics and rehab it and make. Grown men have tears and stuff. <laughs> Apparently, it's a fish. It looks dumb. It's a fish. It, well, it's a mammal. If if it was, it's a fishy <laughs> mammal. If it was, if it was somebody's pet and that happened, I get it. It was just a, a dolphin out there. Why is this a true story? Be- because uh, honestly, we're about the renewal of all things, mm. and it's about creation and stuff. Well, there's a lot more dolphins. <laughs> there's a lot more dolphins out there. Just pull one of the healthy ones in and put it in SeaWorld and make it jump for you. <laughs> There's more dolphins in the sea? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. That'll do for your entertainment I just don't releases. know how all these actors took this seriously the whole time. That's what I'm saying. And there's like real actors. A CG dolphin tail? It's I like think, a Harry Connick Jr. is in it. I think they well, did this movie. They kind of have some some real ones and something. Yeah. Morgan Freeman. Yeah, Morgan Freeman. But he's real. But he, he's... I mean, they're acting to a dolphin puppet. Oh, no, it's dolphin. a real dolphin. What? It's a real dolphin. The scenes where you they're talking act. to it? Yeah, no, it's can't. a dolphin puppet. Puppet? 
Yeah. yeah, there's a hand up the dolphin. There's a man in a giant dolphin costume. No, it's a it's a small boy. Very actually. dangerous. A small boy that's that in a dolphin CG around his costume. Face yeah. Morgan Freeman is actually uh, in a dolphin costume. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why the dolphin's such a good actor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that explains. Yeah, it's well, like, his voice. His they made the, that was a fantastic Thank sound. You. That sounded pretty good. Maya, right? that was. They really made the dolphin the same way they made the the monkey and Planet of the Apes, where they actually had a real actor right. doing yeah. the facial expressions. <laughs> yeah, and serious then they actor. made the CG dolphin. Around. I heard the endings the same too. <laughs> As Planet of the Apes, the dolphins take <laughs> yeah. over. Yeah. Well, now that, that you, it's another big twist ending. Now that and you've Bruce given, Willis is in it, wait. and he's dead the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it. The monkeys win. Now, hold that. on. Now that you've given Gorillas, the dolphin, apes, whatever they are. the dolphin, a bionic superhuman tail, that's what gives it the strength to conquer the human race. You, you're we, really asking for it at that just point. Just like we did with the monkeys. We, we made de- them. We deserve it. You're, Super- you're making one listener really mad by calling them monkeys right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get a lot of tweets from her again. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right. That'll do it for your entertainment releases. Stay tuned. Up next, Slices. You're listening to Unknown Mortal Orchestra. The song is How Can You Love Me? It's actually a really, really good album. They're from Portland Hmm. with a really unfortunate band name. Hmm. Unknown Mortal Orchestra. Uh, it's playing right now on Relevant FM. What's their uh, Twitter handle? <laughs> yeah, it's a little long. Use 140 yeah, characters yeah, before you get your tweet in. That's what I'm wondering about. Yeah, all their tweets are like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right, well, this is a, a, a kind of an interesting story about a potentially creative ad campaign that went terribly, terribly wrong. Um, so... This this woman um, who's in her who's in her twenties started receiving emails from a guy who was named uh, Sebastian Bowler, who was evidently, according to his MySpace profile that he sent to the, this this woman, was an English uh, Englishman on a road trip through America that had a severe drinking problem and had caused some big time trouble at a motel. Uh, so the woman started getting emails and phone call or, or uh, and messages on different social media outlets saying that um, he needed to stay with her, and he didn't ever really say how he got her name or address or any information about her. Then a a hotel manager. Um, started contacting her and said that she was responsible for paying for this uh, damage to this room that this soccer hooligan called uh, uh, cost. So she started really freaking out. Well, it eventually came out that she was part of a viral advertising campaign by Toyota where people could go on a website and try to punk one of their uh, friends. And eventually you find out that it's all one big joke and there is no psycho stalker threatening to stay at your house. Are you serious? Um, this is Toyota's yeah. idea? Yeah. So uh, now she Buy didn't find it too funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, were, it really reminded me of that episode of The Office where uh, – well, it, or it happened on the English series too, but where Michael brought in uh, Pam – and said that she had been uh, caught stealing office supplies and fired her. Yeah. And right. when she started crying, he started laughing and said, you got ex-punk. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, that's really what, like, what a terrible idea. I know. Let's, let's stalk someone on the internet, give personal details about them from some psycho they've never met, and say, we're going to come to your house. Gotcha. Buy your Toyota Matrix. Toyota. Um, and so now she's suing Toyota for $10 million. Smart. That's a great idea. Good for yeah. her. That's a lot of Camrys. That is. Yeah, she exactly. on yeah she's going to be paid in Toyotas. Yeah, she's going to. It's going to settle Toyotas. like Kramer settles his lawsuits on Seinfeld. <laughs> with the, with the Ten million dollars. I'll take a Camry. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I really like the Prius. You got yourself a deal. But the, the guy who was running the ad agency was like, we wanted to come up with a campaign that people who are totally jaded towards advertising could really respond to, and it's you know really uh, innovative. And it's like, yeah, it's also terrifying. Wow. So, wow. You, you, you got to think at some point at a company as big as Toyota that no one would have raised the red flag on this, you know? 
Right. But like no, no one would have said, you know, maybe maybe uh, uh, threatening someone's uh, safety over the Internet with personal information might not be the best idea to sell a car. I think the joke's <laughs> on Toyota because this whole thing was this plan was hatched from the marketing department at Honda. <laughs> yeah, and they recommended the. They, they the recommend this, yeah, through the ad agency, and uh, and Toyota bought it. That's yep. my theory. What do you have, my? Um, I honestly didn't think we had to bring a slice today. I thought the whole point was that our listeners were feeding us slices. Yeah, well, that okay. So if you didn't hear last week's podcast, the question of the week mm-hmm. is. We want you to bring your slice. Bring a slice for us. We're, we're for Maya. <laughs> no, yeah, for, I thought yeah, that for was the point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, you know, in the, in the feedback segment, the feedback will be people's slices and slice suggestions. And, and, and so we have this weird kind of hybrid thing going on in today's episode. Uh, we actually are going to have a listener come in to this segment mm-hmm. and, and deliver his slice. All right. Well, I kind of have one. I was just looking looking at you know headlines and the headline that i saw was called it says mexican vampire woman coming to orlando for body cast at ripley's believe it or not and i thought what? that that, that what? headline that, that headline, headline has everything the whole story? That's, no that's the whole that's a headline that that has everything for me yeah so i learned from this um that the headquarters for ripley uh, ripley's believe it or not is in orlando mm-hmm. did you guys know that i did know that you did yeah huh it's the upside down house there yeah. on no, i drive not. right no. <laughs> that's not the headquarters the mexican that's, that's not even part. a ripley's believe it or not oh <laughs> that's no, that's wonderful not. Well, that is. it's some sort of house it of is oddities. down there right it's house of oddities <laughs> it's wonderful i'm sorry that's the other house of oddities in orlando, <laughs> in orlando. Yeah. yeah well this uh Come to find out this uh, woman, she's 35 years old, mother of four. She's actually a lawyer. She went to a private Catholic uh, university in Mexico. She's turned herself into a vampire woman. That's what she calls herself. She got implants in her head and has thing like horns. like horns. Yeah, thanks. Those things mm-hmm. <laughs> um, underneath her skin. And she's changed her teeth. She's changed her eye colors. She's done all of this. Um, and apparently she... It's weird enough and unique enough that she is going to get her body cast here in Orlando and be on display at all of the Ripley Believes what, or Not. What, what, I don't understand the body cast part. Maybe they'll body cast her. Like, you know, like they do the wax figures. I'm thinking okay. they'll probably make like a, a, fi- a, fi- yeah. a figure of her body. Like they do with your teeth when you have to Yeah, but they're going to do it over a whole... Yeah. Probably her, the majority of it looks like it's to her head. So she's famous enough to have a wax version of her? Yes. Apparently, yeah. I, I don't. When, whenever someone does those crazy, like body altering things, you you got to think at some point they're going to want to apply for a job. I just think it's <laughs> I just think it's odd that she's a mother of four. She's a lawyer, um, and she went to a Catholic university, and now she looks is, like is this. she still practicing law or or Catholicism? No, she, now, <laughs> she now owns her own uh, tattoo parlor. Yeah, she's got tattoos all over her face. And I was going to say you, that you sort of limit your employment options, but I guess owning a tattoo parlor is one of the few acceptable right. jobs. I mean, I think people coming in probably need legal service as well. Yeah. It's a two for one. It's two for one, yeah. yeah. So there's this werewolf really giving me a hard time. I was wondering <laughs> if I get a restraining order. He says, uh, he says I'm invading his territory. Yeah. But here's the thing I really love this girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And the werewolves, you know, we don't get along. (laughs) Mexican vampire tattoo artist lawyer. That was a Twilight reference. I got it. Maya got it. I got it. I enjoyed it. That was great. I just thought that was the greatest headline ever. That was awesome. The only thing I know about Twilight is the baseball and the running. (laughs) I have the three movies. With Muse playing in the background. Yeah. Yeah. I walked in one time when she was when they were running through the woods. I was like, "What are they running from?" And she, and then the 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 brush cleared, and a baseball game broke out, and Muse started playing. And I'm like, "What are you watching?" It's so weird. Did you think it was some sort of weird let's, parody? Let's just not go there. Okay? No, let's just not. Okay. No, I I've actually seen uh, because Dana is also a fan of the the franchise. So I've seen I can't remember if I've seen two or three of them, but I'm wow. well acquainted with the plot now. We'll go with three. Yeah. <laughs> what the heck? I've seen three. The lead characters are flying to Orlando to get their body casts made because they're vampires, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Vampires. And one's a werewolf. Both. One's a werewolf. Yeah. That's, team that's Team Jacob are the werewolves. Are there zombies? Is no. no zombie character. Not yet. Not yet. That would be awesome. Oh, see? It's in book five. Can we move along? Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm not. I'm not bashing it, Maya. I'm. 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 I was just saying. He's into the alt rock baseball scenes. It's a good scene. <laughs> it's a good scene. It is a good scene. Don't they settle their differences through baseball? Isn't that what happens? No, no. The yeah. game like is interrupted by werewolves. Oh, no, so they were just playing. By werewolves. It's interrupted by other vampires from another. Oh, so yeah, they're just yeah, there, a couple of dudes, a yeah, couple dudes shirtless, playing ball. Great American they sport. And they weren't shirtless? No. The so, reason why Maya doesn't want to talk about this is you aren't taking this seriously enough. <laughs> you got your She's facts frustrated. all over the place She's, and they're wrong. Yeah. She is frustrated right now. I'll She's watch like, it this afternoon. Hold on, so, <laughs> so, you are slandering the good name of Twilight. So right, the guys, right. so there's a bunch of shirtless hot guys playing baseball. Nope, and then Hold on, and then the running, then the people who are running through the woods run into their game and then like kind of battle dance through baseball or something, (laughs) right? They like settle their differences through baseball. Essentially, in the book, that that scene took 250 pages. Have you seen those things? They're like telephone books. Yeah, they are. She needed a she needed a really a better editor, in my opinion. They left too much in. They left too much in. Yeah, the books could have been a lot shorter. So, so you're more of a fan of the movies with the Way baseball more. and the music. Way wow, more. I have not heard that from one Twilight fan. I haven't fan. either. Yeah. Hmm. You just heard it. <laughs> Damn. Oh, yeah. Truth bomb. Truth bomb. Yeah. They're way better. Truth bombs be dropping. <laughs> Pro tip. Pro so, tip here on Twilight. See the movie. <laughs> See the I'm going to start my own podcast about Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> the movies. You, you guys can't come. Okay, so for our, our third uh, slice... You know, since we're doing this hybrid weird thing, we're doing slices at the end. We're doing slices now. Uh, we decided to have one of our listeners uh, come in and, and deliver his very own slice. Uh, so, welcome to the podcast, Brandon Fisher. Hello, everybody. Hi. Uh, so, Brandon, uh, where are you skyping us from? I am in Houston, Texas. Why? <laughs> that's a good question i actually moved from pensacola florida a couple of years back so i am a floridian by by nature so oh. what what brought you to uh the great state of texas <laughs> job yeah and a job up here me and my wife uh do you play for the astros <laughs> uh no i don't i probably could but but no <laughs> do you play for the osteens <laughs> no no i do not do that either <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, those are the two things that Houston is known. Yeah, those <laughs> are the primary economy drivers. Joel yeah, Osteen and the Astros. Yeah, I didn't know you could work for anyone else there. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, no, actually, what do you do? It was a real, uh, it was a real question. I, <laughs> I'm in the very interesting world of property tax consulting. Oh wow! Oh, wow. Yeah, what's your hourly fee? We don't charge hourly, but <laughs> if you want to plug your website, go ahead. No, um, okay. <laughs> yeah. So you have fasttax.com. <laughs> That's actually a pretty good. One. Uh, he's taking that. Fasttax.com. Okay, I'm gonna take that. You can't use it. Fasttax is actually a tax preparation website. It's pretty cool. Okay. Houston you tax man dot biz. <laughs> there you go. There, there you now. go. Go there now. <laughs> actually, actually, that's my entire slice. Is uh, just, uh, Houston tax man dot biz. So it's a call-in tax. segment. People are going to call in with their property tax questions. Mm-hmm. And there that's, you uh, go. That sounds really exciting. So, yeah, yeah, we'd be on the Clark Howard show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got to cut that entire part out. Yeah. Okay, so you have a slice. Bring it. Okay. Well, it's not breaking news. It happened on July 6th of this year, but I could not pass it up because it is pretty amazing. Um, It happened in Boulder, Colorado. So I know you say a lot of these happen in Florida. This did not happen in Florida. Uh, But apparently it happened at a yoga festival in Boulder, Colorado, which I didn't realize there were were yoga festivals, but obviously there are. And Chad was there. there. I was was teaching some some different, you know, downward dog poses. He's, well, a, he's an expert. Yeah. 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 And apparently, they're yoga people are just what, like you and I. They require portable toilets. So there were portable toilets there, porta potties. And this woman went to use the toilet and I guess saw something moving literally inside the toilet area. And so, We've all been so she went to get security. And at that time, a, a guy was, was watching he, nearby. He walked up, you know, opened the, the door, looked in there. And apparently, he actually saw somebody in there. Wait, why, covered, was, it, why was the guy. Like in the toilet bowl? Like Slumdog Millionaire style? Yes, in the part where you actually use the bathroom. Not in the the porta potty area, but in the toilet. (laughs) And he was covered apparently by a tarp, the guy said. And so um, 
after the guy you know, backed out of the, the, the porta potty, the guy he heard the guy lock the door, and when the security guy got there, and this is actually here's a quote from the police: it "says a festival security supervisor waited outside for several minutes and then saw a suspect emerge from the portable toilet. The supervisor tried to detain the suspect, but he ran away covered in feces." Oh, so, yeah. And it's and then it goes on just like all these dude all these slices it goes on to describe what the guy was wearing just like you know like the samurai guys and stuff. Is he currently on the loose? No, I actually did some follow up and they they did arrest him. Just follow the <laughs> but smell. He was wearing, wow. <laughs> he was wearing dark gray sweatpants with no shirt and no shoes <laughs> and and then they add at the end that he was wearing leather bracelets on each wrist. <laughs> but, he, but he had a tarp. He had a tarp over him, so he was okay. That is definitely a downward dog <sighs> position. Oh. Yeah, I was gonna say he had to be remarkably. <laughs> no. fun. Hold a remarkably flexible pose. <laughs> <laughs> I, guess, I, think I, there, time, I so. have no idea. So. Oh, wow. That's, wow. That's, no. my, that's, that's so gross. Yeah, I don't is, even know how to move on from I that. Don't, I, don't, I, don't. I don't. The podcast just came to a screeching halt. <laughs> There's no way we can recover from this. I mean, but they did catch the guy. I did follow it up. They did catch the guy, apparently. That's so. true. That's good news. He's kind of on the loose. That's good news. You can go back. You can now resume your yoga festivities. <laughs> And uh, and and go back to your festival because yeah your port your portable toilets are now safe <laughs> found and, and he's not allowed back so oh yeah. good well that's good that's good. if they see anyone in sweatpants and no shirt at the yoga festival they're not yeah. going to let them in but exactly because everyone yeah. at a yoga festival yes. sweatpants and so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah the only rule for this yoga festival is no weirdos. No sweatpants with no shirt on. Dirty hippies. So. Thanks for bringing that to us. Yeah, you're you're welcome. I, I guess you're welcome. I don't know. <laughs> In our dirty hobo beat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesse, what would be worse? You know, using facilities and finding out there's a dirty hobo down there or a large rat. I would rather have six dirty hobos. <laughs> 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 All armed with samurai swords. <laughs> and one with an even medium-sized rat. <laughs> At least I could talk to the hobos and be like, listen, guys, you don't have to do this. You know? uh, listen, there's, there's another rat, way. There's no, there's, no, there's no reasoning with a rat. They're just diabolical. They're like little demons. <laughs> You've apparently <laughs> never talked to a dirty hobo, Jesse. demons. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. And you're never allowed to bring dirty hobo news again, Brandon Fisher. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Hopefully there'll be another never another slice like that okay. yeah. all right thanks thanks for listening Thank you. all See right you, bye bye all right well on that note um that'll wrap up slices we have more of your slices not dirty hobo slices but more other ones coming <laughs> no up promises, no promises actually the, most of them do have some sort of interaction with the dirty hobo oh. or gray sweatpants <laughs> um okay so anyway that'll come up in feedback stay tuned up next the kooks Listening to the drums, the song is Money. It's playing right now on Relevant FM, and the video is at relevant.tv. The Kooks are an indie rock band from Brighton, England. Um, they, they fall uh, in the genre that, of the rock bands that are influenced by the kind of 1960s British invasion sound and the post punk revival. They've released three studio albums, including the brand new Junk of the Heart. The previous albums reached number one and two on the UK charts. Our very own Elise Gilligan recently spoke to him. Here is The Kooks. A junk of the heart is junk in my mind So hard to leave you all alone So your new album, Junk of the Heart, is uh, particularly upbeat. And you guys have even referred to it as an album to play in the sun. So I was wondering why you guys wanted to embrace this happy pop vibe in your music. Why? Why? Well, I, I guess it's installed in us. We're all from Brighton. So, well, we met in Brighton. So it's a bit of a microclimate down there. So it's, it's kind of, it gets the best weather. Um, and music, you know, music and it kind of goes hand in hand with the weather. Um, I guess we're kind of affected by that, but... Yeah, I mean, we just, you know, we wanted to take another album that was sort of pure and 
Right. I think we went to, we, that's sort of why we went to LA, quite an escapist sort of place. We never really recorded outside of England, um, so it worked out really well. It's kind of been a while since your last album. Is there any reason it's taken longer for this one to come to completion? I mean, I think I think to truly sort of adapt and and change, you you need time to do that. Otherwise, it's sort of it's it's forced. It becomes forced. And so there's two ways of doing it. We see that we sort of write songs in the studio, you know, as a band, and then we slap a load of synthesizers on it. And I think that would have been the wrong way to go about. And our whole vibe was basically to get the DNA of the song sort of embedded in sort of laptop world. And it always starts with an acoustic guitar, loop songs normally. But this time, you know, there would quite often be sort of a drum loop that, that would instigate the direction of the song rather than a guitar riff. You know, lots of bands are doing that at the minute, you know, it's like, you know, with uh, like possible people, you know, making great sort of poppy clean sounding, bright, sort of Rihanna kind of deliciousness, but with a credible heart at its soul, you know, like a really good, decent song, well-written song. And I think, um, yeah, with us, we sort of, yeah, we, just, we sort of opened ourselves up to what was around us. You mentioned you guys are from Brighton, and recently um, your area has definitely been in the spotlight with all of the riots in London and surrounding areas. And um, it's difficult for here, for us here in the states, to even get a taste of what that is like. Um, just reading about that, and I was wondering, um, just as an artist over there, but also traveling a lot, um, can you kind of give us some insight into these events and how you see it impacting the youth culture there? Yeah, I mean, it's. I think for a lot of people, it is a real shock, you know, what happened. There's a lot. There's there's a whole sort of um, unidentified um, group of of kids who aren't recognised properly and aren't given a voice. You know, whether they deserve it or not is not really the point. But there's a lot of really angry sort of kids who don't really know what they're doing, and it's just it's an embarrassment. You know, it's like you know Canada recently. You know, with the the hockey riots or the football, whatever it was, in a such peaceful country that, yeah, you know, that that is only a sort of a public facade. You know, there's always a dark underbelly to everything. You know, look at Norway, it's fun. Here, it was a shock, but, you know, it's been a long time coming. And it's a lot, yeah, it's tense, really tense and really horrible to see because there's no sort of, there's no political motive to it. You know, it's difficult to explain. It's, it's hard to then go, Oh, because of this, so then we need to do A, B, and C to fix it. We'll, we'll get by, we'll be fine. It's just quite a tense, tense moment. Then I get off the plane, a thousand thoughts reaching through my brain. Like, am I really here at all? Will I see her again? If I do, And you guys are definitely known for having a retro sound and kind of a modern take on 1960s British Invasion style music. And are there any particular influences you guys go to uh, in developing your twist on this style? I mean, yeah, definitely. Uh, but <laughs> you get a different answer from all four of us, I'd imagine. Um, for me, 
well, I've been doing quite a bit of, um, sort of working with string arrangements and sort of learning that world and diving into that world, which is such a sort of untouchable world. And so strings have been around for, you know, it is pretty much has been music. You know, modern music is a very young um, genre, you know, compared to hundreds of years worth of, you know, symphonies. And so, so it's kind of, it's, it's nice to pay attention to that. I guess um, influences, yeah. I mean, like, listening to a lot of sort of early Simon Garfunkel. We originally, the original idea was to make a sort of clash between Simon Garfunkel and Mel Barkley, sort of mixing a true sort of song with modernity. That was The Kooks. Check out their new album, Junk of the Heart, at thekooks.com. listening to Arcade Fire. The song is Speaking in Tongues, but it has nothing to do with speaking in tongues. Not at all. Yeah. Create Common Good provides training and employment to refugees and others in need. Uh, their experimental programs transform lives and enrich communities, building upon the generosity and creativity of volunteers and partners. Tara Russell is the founder and CEO of Create Common Good. The newest member of our editorial team, Heather Meikle, recently spoke to her. Here is Tara Russell. Well, what does the process look like as far as, you know, you work with these organizations that deal directly with the refugees. So you have refugees that are coming to you from that point until, you know, they've essentially graduated from your program. What does that process look like for them? It varies for every individual depending on their educational background and their level of need. But our courses typically range from four weeks to ten weeks in length, and they're a very intensive experiential course. And so at the end of our, our training courses, refugees either you know move into employment, if that's an option, or they maybe come through a different training opportunity if they are at extremely low level, or they may come to work within one of our social enterprises. Uh, or they'll go, you know, back into their agency within other programs. You know, Devi, our head farmer from Bhutan, he was, uh, you know, one of the sort of higher level government employees in Bhutan and is a, you know, research professor of agriculture. And so, you know, what a better person to manage our small farms and all the rescue staff at our farms. And so he's, he's a really talented individual. Um, but we also have a lot of individuals who've never been to school ever. And so those individuals require more more time than training. I would love to just tell you a little bit about a man named Awat. Uh, Awat is uh, now on our staff, but when we first met him, he was at the end of his federal assistance as a refugee. He was he had been here almost eight months. He uh, is here by himself, a single man. And he was about to be evicted from his apartment, you know, and, and facing potential homelessness. Um, really beautiful smile, fantastic guy, and uh, came through our training course, one of our intensive four-week courses. And at the end of the course, each individual shares their growth and what the programs meant to them and sort of their hopes and dreams. And he shared that, you know, his dream was to be a chef. And um, when he was in the refugee camps in Ethiopia, he had learned to bake bread, and um, he became disabled in the leg through an accident and, and a whole slew of other terrible experiences, lost family in the war, and yet he had found that baking bread was a way he could help his other community members at the camps, but also he really enjoyed it, and so he had this dream to be a chef, and you know, little did he know, um, later that week, I was actually flying to L.A. to pick up our new chef that we brought from Brisbane, Australia, to launch STIR, which is, you know, this upscale culinary food experience that we've brought to the community, but we're moving towards a restaurant. And so it was such a cool 
time and, and opportunity to one, you know, save this man from uh, some terrible circumstances, but also provide him an opportunity that not only, you know, would serve other refugees and help others like him, but also just allowed him to reach his dreams. And so um, he now has been training with us and working on our staff for about three months. He um, is already to about a second year culinary apprentice level. His knife skills are amazing. He's an incredible sous chef. He's worked, you know, six high-end events he's you know he's just a, a really tremendous individual and I think his story he just got married he just got a car he's, he's gotten his license I mean I could go on and on about this guy that is truly my hero um, it's one of many but he um, he has transformed the hearts of so many not only here but beyond and especially within our staff and team just watching him thrive and um, so that's to me is a very uh, tangible, specific way that God hears the desires of all of our hearts. It's pretty amazing to see this thing grow and move and build and just really is a beautiful, to me, expression of, uh, you know, God's heart for those who have the least, really. Why is this important? Why do people need to know about this? And why why is this something that you, you know, your volunteers are, are donating their time to and your staff is donating their career and their life to? You know, why is this such a big deal? You know, I think there, there's a lot of reasons that it's it's important. But I think, you know, the, the primary reason to me it's important is we all were made with gifts and talents that can impact other people's lives in a positive way. And I think that so often we look at what's happening in um, the Middle East, we look at what's happening in Africa, we look at what's happening in Southeast Asia, and we, you know, especially as churches, right, churches tend to say, how can we help that? Which is great and is important and is needed, but so often there's also somebody right outside the doors that's really desperately in need as well. And so to me, this, you know, the refugee population is unique because it's sort of the world coming to us. And it's, um, you know, a population in crisis that is making this home. And I think that the best way we can put love into action is by tangibly helping transform people's lives. And our belief is that from um, a, a holistic life transformation standpoint, if you think about social, emotional, physical, spiritual, you know, economic needs, all of those, so often the economic needs trump and our first and sort of foremost in just the, the adaption cycle for any individual, right? So if they can't get a job, then, you know, typically their mental health spirals, typically their physical health follows. Often their family structure breaks down. Often, you know, there are so many pieces that, that tend to suffer. And so for us, the employment piece and, and the economic piece is uh, just a very natural starting point. You know, we don't pretend to know what we're doing in the mental health space or the medical field, and those are very important needs as well. Thankfully, there are other great organizations that serve those needs, and we feel that if we can teach them how to fish versus giving them fish, then they are going to thrive in all those other really important areas of their life. My personal passion is helping others find theirs and use that to make a tremendous impact. And um, and I think Create Common Good is just one of many vehicles, right, that is trying to provide an avenue for that. That was Tara Russell. Find out more about Create Common Good at createcommongood.org. You're listening to Big Troubles. The song is Sad Girls. Wow. They're sad because they have big troubles. <laughs> I have enough big troubles to listen to in my life. You don't want to listen to Sad Girls? Yeah. With their big troubles. Uh, the song is playing right now on Relevant FM. It's real upper. <laughs> it's a real upper. 
Chad, do you want to you want to weigh in? At all? I, I'm just I'm just thinking it's better that they named it Big Trouble Sad Girls instead of Big Girls with Sad Troubles. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. They're, they're, they're stress eaters. <laughs> this 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 has officially come off the rails. <laughs> we are off the rails. <laughs> and I'm looking at the slices, and there's nowhere to go but down. From- <laughs> yeah. I'm on the feedback page. <laughs> nowhere to go but down from big girls with sad troubles <laughs> because they're stress eaters. You're saying it's going to get worse from that. Oh, man. Okay, well, it's time for your feedback. Last week on the podcast, we got lazy, and we just straight up asked you to send us slices. Uh, So you went over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com and posted your suggestions there. Here's a few of the uh, standouts. Okay, this is from Katie. Uh, Katie sent us a slice that the headline is, Moose found in in tree suspected of drunkenness. So a, a, a woman in, in Stockholm uh, noticed that a large moose had become entangled several feet up her apple tree in her yard. And there's a picture of it, and it definitely looks just like you would imagine a moose high atop a tree. What? Um, yes. Now, uh, the, my, favorite, my favorite thing is that the uncertainty of this news story. First, it's moose and tree suspected of drunkenness. <laughs> and, and the opening line is, a seemingly intoxicated moose was discovered entangled in an apple tree. Now, um, they, 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 you know, she called the police when they saw the, the moose there. And, and investigators, the, the, the brightest pet detectives in Stockholm, um, determined that the moose must have eaten um, a bunch of fermented apples on the ground and somehow uh with this concoction of of alcoholic edible cider jumped into the tree but like i said the, the uncertainty the uncertainty it's like why why put seemingly why suspected what other thing could have possibly happened like the, how would a moose get up in a tree if he didn't get drunk and jump up there like a prank moose m- moose was standing for a very long time and tree grew around him i mean like what other scenario could there be a high it's the high school mascot from the rival school and they they put it up there before the big game mm. as a big prank that's actually got him drunk rational i don't know if there's a <laughs> high school around well they had to drug the moose to get him in the, the sure the big tranquilizer which is why he'd be groggy and acting drunk because he's coming off the tranquilizer at the top of mooses. a tree he's just sitting there minding his own business gets hit with a dr- tranquilizer dart wakes up top of a tree not yeah. his fault and the fermented <laughs> apples were just a decoy yeah they were right. planted there yeah so uh, Trey Bledsoe, who sent me the slice last week that Jesse stole yeah. before I got to... Yeah, I, I, I liked what he wrote to you there. Uh, the headline is Serial Butt Slasher Suspect Identified. Finally. A dirty hobo Finally. with a sword and a porta potty. <laughs> yes. Serial, Serial butt, butt slasher. slasher. Finally Serial identified. Slasher. I've been wondering. Jesse, this is uh, in your state of Virginia, up in Northern Virginia in Fairfax County. Uh-oh. Um, a man in his, uh, named Johnny... Who's, who is 40. Uh, he, since February, has I'm been... I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> I can slash people's butts. He would drop clothing. Uh, he'd be in stores at the mall. He'd drop clothing in front of them for them to bend over. And when they were bent over, he would slash them. He'd make superficial cuts on their butts uh, with a razor or box cutter. Oh, my god! And then run away. What? Yes. That is Bizarre. real? Some of the people didn't even know that they had been cut until later. <laughs> they get home and they're... How did my butt get slashed? But there's a manhunt out for him right now. Oh, but he's but on they the got loose. Him. He's on the loose. No. Oh, they've only identified him. They've identified him, him finally. Oh. Johnny, 40. Johnny, who's 40. <laughs> That's all we know. <laughs> he's, he's, he no. wears... They he's, have his full he, name. They have his license. He's he's shirtless, tag. wearing gray sweatpants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, may be, he may have been on the run to Colorado. <laughs> he, he's kind of into yoga. He's very flexible. <laughs> also, uh, Mark Sanchez wrote in and said, that's my real name. Yeah, this guy writes in, uh, uh, you know, pretty regularly. And, and we're, like, really proud that the Jets quarterback takes the time to listen yeah. to the, the podcast. I know. I mean, especially I, I after that Sunday, or that, that uh, you know, Sunday night game coming back against the Cowboys. I, don't I mean, congrats, about. Mark. Yeah, you know, you know, you know, uh, when you see the players before big games and they show that B-roll of them walking under the stadium with mm-hmm. their big 
Beats by Dr. Dre headphones on. Mark Sanchez, listening to our podcast. Yeah. That's how he gets up for the big games. Yeah, that's how he gets excited. Yep. He's he's posting uh, feedback. He's trying to figure out what kind of feedback he's going to get. You know, I'm surprised he wrote in. He's so busy because, um, you know, he has a feature in the new GQ. Mm-hmm. It's on the cover. Fashion of, shoot and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, By the way, have you seen that picture on the cover? Have you seen the pictures on the inside? The man yes. looks like a woman. He's so pretty. Well, He's so pretty. Uh, on the cover, he is wearing an unfathomably tight sweater. It looks like the sweater is made by Under Armour. <laughs> <laughs> like it seriously does. It's like a green sweater, like V-neck sweater. That it looks. It might. It may be painted on. Yeah. It, it, He's not prettier than Tom Brady, though. He and Tom Brady both are so into fashion <laughs> and stuff that it's like I don't want that in my quarterback. I just don't want you to be so. Concerned about fashion and prettiness. Would you rather have Brett Favre? With a guy or? out there slinging it around in his Wranglers. <laughs> Wranglers, there it is. <laughs> Just <laughs> chucking it around the yard, wearing the Wranglers. I thought it was Lee. Isn't it Lee Jeans? Uh, I don't know. It's Wranglers. It's Wranglers. Oh, it's Ra- he's the Wrangler. Whatever man. it is, I think you can get it at Target. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Brett Favre collection exclusively at Walmart. Ne- it's next to the Martha Stewart. <laughs> they keep collection. bringing it back, even though they try to retire it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, next, next one. Uh, Jason McDaniels uh, brought us a slice uh, that's uh, meant to really help us think through our meet and greet. Oh, good. Um, Apparently in Utah, a man was found butchering a cow in his driveway. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Just, you know, you'd think you'd keep that to yourself. You know, you'd do that in... In a sanitary room? Yeah. But apparently apparently a neighbor saw him um, cutting up a cow in his driveway, called the cops, it's funny. I wouldn't know who to call. I, I mean, you'd think maybe you, should, you call the. Do you call the cops? Do you call an animal? Wow. Pest control. I, pest I don't control. know who you call because <laughs> he's if he's butchering a cow. I mean, you know that's a legal activity. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, is he breaking the law technically? I would pull my phone out to make a call. I just wouldn't know who to call. Mm. Someone's butchering a cow. That's an acceptable thing to do. Where, where did this take place? place in? Why do you call the police? Was it like Not a the neighborhood or was line. it? Was it a, like, I don't. That that's takes time to dig up. No, you just, you just Google. Save it to your police, phone, like camera. and then it would. Yeah, Put I actually have it. Put your favorite. Cameron regularly calls the police on his name. The police are for in a lot contacts. less than butchering yeah. cows. The non-emergency phone line for the Orange County Sheriff's Department or the Orlando Police Department. Do you have a lot of non-emergencies that require yes. police help? Yes. Why do you so emphatically say yes? other than other than. He's an old man when he goes home. A variety of things around our house. There's hooligans. There's <laughs> no. It's all. It's all hooligan teenager. When hooligan was the related. last time? Okay. When was the last time you called the cops? Were you Honestly. the victim of a viral marketing campaign by Toyota? The last time I called the cops was non-emergency. Probably six weeks ago. Then they pick up. Hey, what's up, Cameron? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but if if Josh in Josh's scenario, like I, I would, I would be at a loss too. I, I really wouldn't know what to do. Like, should I get like a plate? And, and go over there and say, well, since you're at it, you know, I can do some fresh steaks. Or do you do you call law enforcement? Well, the question is, it, it obviously was, I mean, the question it's is, how did, he, yeah, how did he acquire the cow? You know, is he a <laughs> rancher? Into his yeah, where, where did this take place, Josh? Was it in a uh, city? In Ogden, Utah. Okay. okay. So he's probably got land. It's probably his own cow. He could be in the same picture like Napoleon Dynamite's yard. Okay. Okay. There's a Camaro on bricks right next to this. <laughs> the, the, whether I would call the cops or not would be determined on is this land that has animals. Okay. I l- would let me it say this. Gross. What if it was an actual butcher? He's just cutting it up you in his driveway. Butcher anything? In you your can front yard. butcher. You could have it on one of those. You uh, can't butcher in your construction front yard. horses. Yeah. Sea horses. Yeah. What are they called? Yeah, no, I, just I just don't know what law he's breaking. Yeah, I mean, again, if it's in a rural area, farmland You're, type it's thing, gross. it's probably his There's cow. Blood all it's over just the, like There's blood <laughs> running into the street, which has to be unsanitary. It, it, it is gross, but I don't way. know if it's illegal. <laughs> but yeah. why? But why is him doing it that far away, and me doing it at my house near downtown Orlando any different? Josh, Location shouldn't quit matter. Quit giving people equal no, no, rights. No, no, because because Stop there are it. there are different agricultural rules. I mean, you can't have chickens in an urban place, but you can out in the country i mean so if it's his oh, cow different if it's his cow then you know maybe it's more okay i'm saying it's context if you're driving down your neighborhood and somebody's I mean, butchering someone, a cow in their driveway i'm calling the cops someone cuts the head off line. of a chicken in their line. front yard you probably wouldn't but i mean a cow is gigantic wait okay so i'm doing that with a chicken you don't make the call it's the size of the animal 
She said that, that not me. Okay. All right, how about this? I come back from a fishing <laughs> trip and I'm me. laying up all these sea bass right in my driveway. Right, which people do. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can yeah. fillet some. You can kill some fish because he because he acquired it. You can fillet a fish legally. in your front yard. It's really the it's really the likelihood that it's did you acquire it, it legally or not? <laughs> I think I, I think we can logically conclude we found Johnny age forty. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, what, we what happened, Josh? What happened? Uh, so they uh, the police are considering pressing charges. Okay. Considering. Yeah. They've not made their decision. They are barbecuing with the guy out back. <laughs> and they'll they'll weigh in with their decision after they uh decide Over what, some they, prime ribs. Uh, what they think of the barbecue. <laughs> all right. Well, we appreciate you all uh taking the time to do our job for us and find slices and post them. There's a lot more funny ones. If you want to read them, go over to the uh podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Okay, it's time for this week's... Editorial question of the week. Okay, so it's college and pro football season. Couldn't be more excited. The wor- everything, ESPN is good again. Everything is right in the world. Except for Chad. Because of... Well, everything's right in the world because baseball's still on too. So mm-hmm. we're all good. Jeez. We're all good. The best time of year, November and December. Not because it's the holidays. Because there's no baseball. It's just <laughs> basketball and football on ESPN. <laughs> okay, so football is back. And we haven't... I don't know why we didn't uh, do a kickoff segment, but well, we'll make up for it now. Um, and, you know, we're honored that, that Jets quarterback Mark Sanchez writes in as much as he does. Yeah. You know, he's got a busy schedule with all of his modeling. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> and, and so... Not his football <laughs> preparation, just his modeling. Just That's modeling. it. And, uh, and then, you know, we got to think about Tom Brady and, you know... He wears man uggs. I mean, if you watch any football, you see these Tom Brady man uggs commercials. Uh, Jesse was telling us in the break that uh, Tom Brady's sponsored by Stetson mm-hmm. as well. So we got to think of not the university. No, <laughs> yeah. that's, the, that's the cologne, <laughs> the musk. No, but uh, you, Larry musk. Fitzgerald is sponsored by University of Phoenix. <laughs> he is. He is not. I promise. He's in the commercial. <laughs> I always picture. You know when they do like on Monday Night Football on ESPN, and they're like, "All right, let's meet the starting lineup," and they're always like the Ohio State <laughs> University, and they like they like the name U. their player i always want him to go yeah the you and larry fitzgerald university of phoenix online. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not bashing university of phoenix online i'm just saying it would be really funny to hear it in that context. Like the <laughs> university of phoenix online um, uh, so anyway we got thinking about fancy quarterbacks and their endorsements uh you know with brett and his wranglers and you know and all this stuff so we thought It'd be good podcast fodder if you wrote in and told us your least favorite quarterback and what he should be endorsing. Hmm. So we don't want you to say like, oh, my favorite player, uh, Maserati. No, that's not. No. <laughs> no. Do they talk like that? <laughs> they do. That that's the sound like? of yeah. our audience. <laughs> Philip Rivers, he will drive only Maseratis. Right. right. And yeah, that's not funny to us. We want you to tell <laughs> us your least favorite quarterbacks and what they should be endorsing, such as. Well, this one went over very well in the break. Um, I said Tony Romo. <laughs> if I do say so let myself. Me, let me just tell you. Jesse's <laughs> testing his material on the break now. Yeah. yeah. And it, this one bombed. So I'll see how the listeners <laughs> like it. Tony Romo should be sponsored by a Heimlich Maneuver <laughs> Awareness Group. Because he chokes all the time. <laughs> I want to defend that as a Cowboys fan, but I can't. He is. He's. I'm fine with him. He's my QB for fantasy. And he gave me, still gave me 29 points. Yeah, my Maya after yeah. uh, we, one week is uh, taking a blistering lead in our uh, right. relevant league. Mm-hmm. She uh, very excited about it. She's I not beat, only one and zero. She had the highest. Josh. Yeah, she beat me by a lot. Yeah, she killed you. Yeah, she did. Mm-hmm. She did. I don't hate Tim Tebow, but I I do think he should be sponsored by Yellowwood, just for riding the bench. Oh, yeah. I think oh. I, I think I think if he did a sponsorship with them. I think it could be a good partnership for both of them. So rude. Yeah, that was just rude. Well, I'm just. I don't hate him, but I just. I think that'd be a good sponsorship. All right. So if you want to write in and tell us <laughs> your favorite, yeah. Say say one more thing. <laughs> one Josh. more thing. Eat what you just said. Oh boy. Uh, anyway, so go over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com and tell us your who your least favorite players should uh, be endorsed by. Yeah. That's good. Okay. On that note, we'll wrap it. Many thanks to the kooks for talking to us. You can check them out at thekooks.com. And also Tara Russell, the CEO and founder of Create Common Good. You can find out more 
about her organization at createcommongood.org. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Maya Strang. I'm Josh Luan Loveless. I'm Jesse Carey. That's Chad Michael Snavely on the ones and twos. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. For more, go to relevantmagazine.com. I would rather have six dirty hobos all armed with samurai swords than be in one porto potty with an even medium-sized rat.